Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey everyone, this is Jim Galliano. Thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode. It's good to be here with you today. And today I'm going to talk to you about a topic that I find really interesting. I'm going to talk to you about strategy, business strategy, marketing strategy, strategy in general. Now, recently I read an article where some of the old timers from the business world were being interviewed. These are people who are in their 70s and 80s today. And they were talking about how they currently work with some of the largest companies in the world in the capacity of a consultant trying to solve some of the issues and problems that modern companies are currently facing. And they also went on to talk about how strategy is no longer practiced at the highest levels the way it once was. Because instead, people, shareholders, and as well as from the CEO to the boards all the way down, everyone's looking for quick fixes And of course, it is understandable why. Because when profits and stock prices are analyzed under a microscope every quarter the way they are today, no one wants to wait very long to see results. Now, here in the United States, we see this story playing over and over again historically. It's probably so no matter what part of the world that you look at. It's probably not not much different in the UK or France, Germany, Australia, because people are people. Now, somebody will start a company, the company will grow, and then eventually what will happen is it will go public and make a lot of money for the people who are in on the front end, the founders. Eventually, however, time will pass, and the CEO and the board members will be made up of people who stepped in after that company had already reached the big time. In other words, they were no longer there These are no longer people who were there in the early years. Now, these individuals are usually people. Unfortunately, they may have uh, degrees from well-known colleges. Maybe they have several degrees, but they know nothing about working in the trenches and building something from the very beginning. They've never went through that experience personally before. They're book smart individuals. And there's nothing wrong with being book smart, but there's a counterbalance to it. Eventually, what seems to happen is Someone or a group of people whisper in the CEO's ears and tells them that they can really expand the company and build a lasting legacy for themselves if they just expand beyond where they currently are and take that brand to the level where it becomes a household name. So what they do is they go to the bank, they borrow a lot of money with that in the attempts to do that. They want to have stores in every town, every city. And then what happens It's an age-old story. They get overextended. The stores or locations that are doing well cannot compensate for the stores that are going broke. And eventually, the entire company begins this gradual descent. Sometimes it's not so gradual. But the lesson here is very simple. A failed strategy is at the foundation of the collapse of a once profitable company. But today, we're not talking about Fortune 500 companies or Fortune 200 companies. We're talking about your business. But the question remains the same. What type of effect do you think a better business or marketing strategy might have upon your business? Now, before we go any further, just a quick intermission here. Today's episode is sponsored by two of my very own marketing resources, the Digital Strategist Newsletter and the One-to-Many System. 
The Digital Strategist newsletter is my monthly newsletter. It's released at the end of every month, usually on the 23rd or the 24th. It's absolutely free and it's designed to give you some insights that can help you think through your own marketing strategies and options. So if you haven't already done so, head over to jimsnewsletter.com. That's jimsnewsletter.com and sign up there. Back issues are available there as well that you can browse through. Also, if you're struggling to build a complete marketing and sales system, then the one-to-many system was designed to help you do just that. This is my program. It's a coaching program. It covers everything from A to Z, and it's designed to remove all the guesswork and confusion from the building of your very own marketing and sales system. You can build a successful website. You can have the marketing strategy. You can have all of the pieces instead of trying to duct tape things together once you learn the framework. You can apply it to your current project as well as all your future projects, client projects also. So if you don't have that, if that's something you're still looking for, head over to One to Many System today to learn more. Okay, let's start out with the basics. Becoming a marketing strategist, I believe, is going to be something that's crucial for solo entrepreneurs in the years to come for several reasons. First, as the competition in the digital space continues to grow, it will become increasingly challenging for businesses to stand out and attract customers. Now, most people would say it's very competitive today, but imagine what it will be like two years from now, five years from now. By developing a strong marketing strategy and a complementary business strategy, as a solo entrepreneur, it's much easier to differentiate yourself from your competitors and at the same time increase your visibility. A strategy will do that for you. Next, as technology and consumer behavior continues to change, every solo entrepreneur will need to adapt their marketing approaches in order to stay relevant in order to continue to be effective, not only at what they're producing, but as well as keeping that visibility, staying relevant in other words. Now you can call in a marketing strategist and they can help you identify things like emerging trends and technologies. They can help you develop strategies to take advantage of all these things, but learning to become a strategist yourself will potentially save you a lot of problems down the road. And if you learn how to do it yourself, if you learn how to think like a strategist, then you won't have to rely on other people. You'll be able to see things that other people are paying others to help them see, if that makes sense. Next, to create a successful marketing strategy, it's important to have a comprehensive understanding of who it is that you're talking to, what their needs and behaviors are, and how those things are changing. Unfortunately, what I see online is a lot of people are just following what other people are doing, not knowing whether it's successful or not, or assuming it's successful because the person's been around a while. If you look at some of the biggest businesses today that are in the middle of collapse, for example, here in the United States, Bed Bath & Beyond is the latest casualty of a once large, once very successful company that overextended itself. That's an example of a bad strategy, but that's a high level example of it. Sometimes when we look down at a micro example, a solo entrepreneur, a partnership, a smaller home-based business, that kind of thing, the outward appearance looks much different, of course, but the principles remain exactly the same. The individual or the individuals are not conscious of some very important changes that are taking place. 
They're looking to those who maybe are a little more experienced, and there's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, you have to understand how to do your own thinking, how to do your own planning. You can't call someone in who is going to learn about your business at that meeting or over the course of the next few months and expect them to understand your business as well as you do. That takes a little bit of time. If you can become a strategist yourself, learn how marketing strategists and business strategists think, what kind of asset do you think, what kind of advantage could you potentially have in the months and years to come? So it's something that I encourage people to learn how to adopt a marketing strategist mindset because it will help you do things like conducting market research, collecting data to make informed decisions. And this approach guarantees that whatever tactics that you employ will be customized to the specific needs of your business. Finally, let me add this. Having a well-executed marketing strategy can lead to increased revenue, business growth. And as a solopreneur, if you want to scale your business, if you want to increase your impact, then being a marketing strategist or learning how marketing strategy works can provide you with the kind of expertise and experience that you need to be able to guide that business that you're managing and the people that may, might be working for you or subcontracting for you. You'll be able to develop and execute successful marketing strategies. Recently, I don't want to go into details on this, but Somebody hired a marketing strategist to change the direction of a brand, a big brand here in the United States that was faltering. I'm not talking about Bed Bath & Beyond, but I'm talking about another one. And the person really didn't understand the market. And so they made a poor decision just deciding to do something new. And this is one of the things that these old timers were talking about in their interview. A lot of times people think that strategy today means just doing something new for the sake of doing something new and keeping things fresh and that people will go along with it. Well, it backfired horribly on this individual and they wound up dragging the brand down. I forgot how many millions and millions of dollars they're losing right now, but they wound up getting fired and it was in the media and all of that. But, you know, it comes back to this. Sooner or later, you have to ask yourself, is it time for a change? You ask yourself that as a business owner because the signs begin to appear that your business is going to need a better strategy going forward. Now, some of the obvious signs include, let me just give you a few obvious signs. Number one is the lack of growth or the decline in revenue, despite all the effort and time that you're putting in. This could be a clear indication that the current tactics that you're using and the strategies are no longer effective. So tactics exist within the strategy, just like ingredients exist within a recipe. So the recipe is like the strategy and the ingredients are like the tactics. But when these things are no longer working, then a better business strategy might be needed to identify new growth opportunities. Recently, I changed this in my own business going back to December of last year. Number two is increased competition. Of course, if you notice that your competitors are beginning to outperform you, or they're offering similar products or services at a lower price, then maybe it's time to reevaluate your business strategy in order to stay competitive. Again, we're talking about obvious signs here. Number three is the failure to meet your goals or targets. If you're consistently failing to meet your business goals or your targets, it may indicate that your current strategy is not aligned with your business objectives and a new approach is needed. Next, 
poor customer feedback or reviews. Negative feedback from customers could indicate that you need to revisit your strategy to improve the customer experience, the customer service, or the products and services that you're offering. Now, strategies fix problems in short. That's what a strategy does. So if you have a problem with your customer service and the other parts of your business are doing fine, then you need a new strategy to improve the customer service experience. Sometimes we just look at strategy at the high level and just say the business isn't making enough money or the business is losing money. But then you actually have to sit down and examine each of the pieces, discover what's broken, and then create a strategy to fix that. A lot of times so many things are broken and what people want to do is spread out their resources to fix five or six different problems at the same time. You don't have the manpower or the money to do that. So what you have to do is decide on focusing all of your power and resources and fixing one problem at a time. And then finally, your competitors are outperforming. If you're a solopreneur and your competitors are outperforming you consistently, it may indicate or probably does indicate a need for a better business strategy overall. And so this could be a sign that the current strategy you have is not enabling you to be competitive enough and it needs to be updated. However, there are also, there are also some not so obvious signs that may indicate the need for a better business strategy. Number one is fluctuating revenue or declining revenue. If you're noticing a trend of inconsistent or decreasing revenue, a lot of times it's tempting to just sit back and let things sort of course correct themselves by themselves. And that may or may not happen. If it's not happening, it may be time to reevaluate where your business strategy is today. Or maybe you've departed from your original strategy. Maybe you have to reexamine who your target audience is. You know, your target audience today and your target audience, let's say, two or three years ago, maybe that's changed, but you haven't acknowledged that yet. You're still looking at who your target audience is was and you're not moving on with the change that's happening in your marketplace, your marketing efforts, your pricing structure, your product offerings, all those things may be a bit dated. For example, let's say you're a freelance writer and you notice your revenue is decreasing. Maybe you have to do things like have a new strategy that will enable you to adjust your rates or maybe you need to expand your service offerings because what you have is no longer as appealing as it was two or three years ago. Or maybe you need to target a completely different audience because the audience that you already have is content. It's difficult to sell someone who's content. Let me tell you, let me just say that one more time. It's difficult to sell a content person something that they really don't need or they really don't want. All right, number two, a sudden difficulty in acquiring new customers. If you're struggling to attract new customers or clients, it could be a sign that your marketing and sales strategies need improvement. Now, I look at marketing and sales as being two different things, although they do work together. If you look at how large companies are structured, they have a marketing department and they have a sales department. They're two different things. Marketing, in my opinion, especially if you look at it through the lens of a solopreneur, is your ability to reach the masses, an ever-increasing number of people, an ever-expanding audience with your message, whereas the sales strategy is converting those people into sales. So one is being able to reach a large enough market, and number two is being able to convert those people into clients or customers. Okay, so if you find a sudden difficulty in acquiring new clients, new customers, this may mean you have to do things like 
maybe refine your brand messaging or revamp your website or maybe explore new advertising channels because you've exhausted the ones you already are using. For instance, if you run an online store, maybe you sell something like handmade jewelry. I know people that do this, but you're having trouble acquiring new customers. You could consider collaborating with an influencer on social media to reach a wider audience. Number three, lack of personal satisfaction. This is a huge one. I've experienced this several times over the years. Even if your business is generating revenue, you may still feel unfulfilled or unhappy with the work that you're doing. And this could be a sign that you need to realign your business goals and values with your personal aspirations because you can't pretend like you just don't have them when you do. So for example, if you're a graphic designer and you feel unfulfilled by creating designs solely for corporate clients, you may want to shift your focus towards working with nonprofit organizations or small businesses that align better with your values. Number four, difficulty balancing your work and your personal life. As a solo entrepreneur, it can be challenging to find a healthy work-life balance. Some people say there's no such thing. I disagree. I think that if you're constantly working long hours, feeling burnt out, that's a sign. You don't need a, a psychoanalyst to be able to tell you that. It may be time to reassess your business strategy. This can include maybe delegating some things to a virtual assistant or beginning to automate certain processes, which you should be doing anyway. Always finding ways to streamline things, automate things that can be automated. I'm not saying that everything can be automated or maybe even should be automated or just thinking your overall workload, how to work smarter, not harder. For example, I know there's a lot of coaches, they struggle with finding time for their personal activities. So for example, instead of doing one-to-one, you could create a one-to-many group coaching program, and that way you maximize your time and you're able to serve more clients. The one-to-many system is designed at one-to-many-system.com that I talked about earlier to do exactly that. To transform what you're doing from one-to-one to one-to-many gives you all the tools to be able to do that. Number five, a lack of innovation or growth. If your business has been stagnant for an extended period of time, it could be a sign that you need to reevaluate your strategy, maybe explore new opportunities for growth. This might involve introducing new products or services, expanding into new markets, pivoting your business model entirely. For example, Let's say you're a photographer and you've been offering the same packages and services for years without really seeing much growth. Maybe you could explore branching out into videography or designing, um, offering those, what are they called? Destination photography sessions. I think that's what they're called, where they take clients to a specific area. It's designed to create an entire mood, an entire feel. And maybe that's a better way to attract new clients. But it's different for every kind of business. But a lack of innovation or lack of growth, it's something that happens when you begin to become a little bit too comfortable with what you're doing and how you're doing it. It's something that happens if you start taking your customers or clients for granted that they'll always be happy, that they'll be happy if you just keep doing what you've always been doing. It's important you're a business owner, if you're a leader of any kind, which you are if you're a business owner, to regularly assess your business's performance and be aware of these signs so that you can be proactive instead of reactive. And most people are reactive, unfortunately. Now, 
understanding the difference between strategies and tactics. I mentioned that earlier, but I think it's worth spending just a few moments on. Let's talk about the difference. The strategy is a high-level plan for achieving a specific goal or objective, while the tactic is the specific action or the technique used within that plan to execute the strategy. So the strategy often provides a framework for making decisions. Frameworks are important. Systems are important because if we rely on your memory or on you forming good habits, then there can be some inconsistency there. Where if we have a framework in place, whether you feel 100% or 70% that day, as long as you follow the framework, all other things being equal, you should get to your destination in one piece. So strategies and frameworks for making decisions really are no different because they will help you align with your overall goals. They'll help you uh, analyze your market to identify your target audience. Some of these subjects are as dry as stale crackers. I agree. But for example, digging deep into the numbers is something that I was obsessed with. Then I thought it was a waste of time. (laughs) Now I'm kind of in the middle because numbers show us what has happened. And it's not wise to think that what has happened will keep on happening. In other words, you have to keep your eyes open at all times, becoming too relaxed. And I want to say this too about being relaxed. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be relaxed or never relax. Sometimes it's nice to just kick off and you know lay back for a week or two and just recharge your battery. That's fine. Take some of that intensity and lay it to the side. But every once in a while, yeah, you have to do that, but you can't live that way. So not in being in business anyway, especially a business where you are the leader, where you are the strategist. So everything comes back to you. Remember what the president of the United States has on his desk? I think Harry Truman was the one, the first one to put it there. The buck stops here. Well, with your business, you can put that sign on your desk. The buck stops here. So uh, once you have a strategy in place, then you can develop the tactics to execute that strategy. Tactics are the specific actions that you take, the techniques that you use to achieve your goals. So for example, if your strategy is to increase website traffic because you need to increase online sales for an offline business, your tactics may include things like optimizing your website for search engines, maybe running paid advertising campaigns, or promoting your content on social media. So the summary is the strategy is the high-level plan, like the recipe, and then the tactics are like the ingredients we use to make that recipe a reality. Both of these things are important. You can't use or you can't emphasize one over the other, right? It's like two sides of the same coin. Both sides have to be intact. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about a strategy and how we could use it. Let's use podcasting as an example because this is something that I do. If you're using a podcasting-based strategy to grow your business, let's take somebody fictitious. Let's say we have a solopreneur. We'll call him Freddie. Freddie runs a small coaching business and he wants to use podcasting to grow his audience and attract new clients. And here's an example of a strategy he can use. The strategy is use podcasting so that our friend Freddie can establish his authority so that he can build relationships with potential clients and then promote his coaching business. So in this strategy, Freddie's going to use two tactics. His first tactic is going to be to develop a content plan that focuses on providing value to potential clients. So 
Freddie could create a podcast series that addresses the common challenges faced by his target audience. Maybe things like work-life balance or how to transition from one career into something else or how to overcome limiting beliefs. By providing the insights and practical advice, Freddie's podcast can help him establish get or get established as an authority in his field and build trust with new people ongoing. So that's the strategy is to use podcasting and then the tactic is to break that podcast down into topics that his audience will quickly connect to and relate with. Tactic number two is to promote the podcast to expand the reach of the coaching business. So Freddie could use social media, he could use email marketing to promote each new episode and encourage listeners to share the podcast with their own networks. These are things that I do in my own business. At the end of each of my own podcast episodes, I invite the listeners, I invite you to share the episode with a friend, whether you share a specific episode link or the podcast link in general, it does help me reach people who I'd otherwise probably never be able to reach. All right, so by using those tactics, the podcasting strategy, our fictitious friend Freddie is able to attract new clients to his coaching business, he can build relationships with his target audience, and he can establish himself as a thought leader in his field. Let's talk about using a blog-based strategy to grow your business. Let's look at another example. Let's say we'll take a we'll take a woman this time. Let's call her Faye. Faye is a solo entrepreneur. She runs a freelance writing business and she wants to use blogging to attract new clients, establish her expertise. Here's an example of a strategy she could use. One strategy that employs two tactics. Okay? So the blogging is designed to demonstrate her expertise, build trust with potential clients and attract new business. So the two tactics Faye could use to execute this strategy is number one, develop a content plan, much like Freddie, that showcases her expertise, addresses the need of her target audience. She could create blog posts that offer practical tips and advice on writing and editing. She could showcase her portfolio of work or highlight case studies of successful writing projects. And providing this kind of content can help Faye be established or become established as an authority in her field and go on to build trust with potential clients. Tactic number two is to promote the blog. Are you seeing a pattern here to reach new potential clients? So Faye could use social media to share new blog posts and engage with potential clients by commenting on their posts or answering questions. She could also consider maybe guest posting on other blogs or websites in her industry to help expand her reach or do even video interviews using or use targeted advertising campaigns on social media. Now, there's a lot of things that you can do, but I want to simplify it by sticking with two tactics. Tactic number one is her content plan and tactic number two is to execute it on her blog. So by using tactics like these, you can execute a simple blogging strategy. Most people think that it has to be complicated, that simple could never work because they tried simple in the past and it didn't produce the results they wanted. In most cases, if people are honest with you, it didn't produce the the results they wanted in the time span that they wanted. And this is the key. You have to be consistent with everything. If you're not consistent, six months, 12 months of 
of producing content, of staying focused, of staying with your strategy, refining your tactics, even if you just are using two of them like we are in these examples, you're not going to see overwhelming results 99 out of 100 times, okay? How about newsletters? What if you wanna use a newsletter-based strategy to grow your business, all right? Let's take another solo entrepreneur and they're running an online store. Let's take the handmade jewelry as an example. What strategy could they use? Well, they could use newsletters as a strategy to promote new products, offer maybe exclusive discounts to people who receive the newsletter, and build customer loyalty. So if you're a solo entrepreneur, you're selling the handmade jewelry in this example, what are the tactics to be used within the strategy? Number one, you build an email list of interested subscribers by offering incentives such as maybe a discount code or a free gift with purchase for signing up. They can also encourage customers to subscribe by promoting the email list on their website and on their social media accounts. If you build an engaged email list, then you can reach out to these potential clients with targeted promotions, which will increase your chances of making a sale. Tactic number two, and this is the third strategy that I'm sharing today. I'm only using two tactics within each strategy. Again, so just to drill home the point that it doesn't have to be complicated. Tactic number two is to develop a content plan for the email newsletter that focuses on new product releases, number one, exclusive discounts, number two, and other promotions. One of my clients does this. She's in a very competitive niche, retail sales, women's clothing. She uses this strategy with, uh, and has great success with it. She inherited the business from her mother. It went through a lot of changes over the years, but she maintained the core principles. She stood by them, and now she's experiencing success in what can only be described as a very tough time out there for retail sales. So by now, I'm sure you can see how important it is to have the right business strategy, the right marketing strategy to meet your specific needs, as well as the challenges of this time. And hopefully, you can see the value in learning how to think strategically for yourself and why you should practice doing so. Strategy enables you to overcome the obstacles in front of you. That's the simplest definition that I can give you. And practicing thinking your way through it is one of those things that you will improve with time. And I really believe that overall investing time and effort in creating and implementing a strong business strategy is well worth it. When strategy becomes synonymous with problem solving, there's no end in sight as far as its applications go in the months and years to come. The journey in becoming a skillful strategist starts today. There is really no better time than now to get started. Okay, I think that's about all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think it will help a friend, as I said earlier, please go ahead and share the episode link with them. Share it on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever you happen to be. Or send them to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. Back episodes can be found there as well. Your sharing of this podcast as a whole or an episode link more specifically helps me reach more people that could use a boost with their own online businesses. And lastly, if you're ready for a change, don't forget, head over to one systemcom 
watch the presentation, take notes, and then take the next step. But that's all for now. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you.